We live? Yeah, but... We're live. All right, Long Ash Podcast. Nick, Chris. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Got to be careful with the microphone there. All right, we got to do this now. All right, I'm going to do a loop de loop and pull. There you go. SpongeBob, he knows. Oh, yeah. Got to know SpongeBob. Why? <laughs> Why do you got to know SpongeBob? It's one what of are the you best doing? I don't know. I don't know what I'm doing right what now. What are you doing, man? What are you just doing? I'm, I don't know if I should take my glasses off because I'm more comfortable without them. But then I can't see you guys. But you can't see us. I'm in this like awkward kind of like position. You look like a director from the 90s. Like, all right, did you ever see... This is like no one... You're not going to be able to get this. I mean, maybe Chris will. Did you ever see A Lethal Weapon 3? Yeah. So that's the yeah. one... Where it's like the ex-cop is like running guns or something yes, like that. Yes, yes, yes. And there's a scene where um, Murtaugh's daughter is like an actress. And Riggs sees her like getting assaulted and thinks she's really being assaulted. So he goes and he like helps her. Mm-hmm. But it turns out she was just in, doing a scene for a movie. And the director comes out and is like yelling at him. And it's like this typical like 90s like snooty looking director. It looks just like the hat and the sweater. And the beard and the glasses, <laughs> it looks just like Justin right now. I, I play it very well. Yeah. You look, you're just pulling off that look. I'm not saying snooty, but like this, he was literally wearing that almost that identical outfit. Like from the, the from the waist series. up. From, yeah, from the waist up. It's uh, the Ron Howard look. Ron Howard. He it's, looks I mean, like... I was going to do Spielberg, but he had more of a Ron Howard. Yeah. <laughs> the hat haircut. Yeah. Ron Howard, I feel like he's underrated. Very underrated. I feel like I he's mean, he did Arrested Development. Like, come on. And he narrated it. Yeah. yeah. The Ford vs. Ferrari was really good. I saw that in previews. Was that, was that Ron Howard? That was Ron Howard. I actually I saw no a, way. a preview. That was, that was Ron Howard? Mm-hmm. That was him. <laughs> no way. It just didn't feel like a Ron Howard movie. Hold on a second. Hold on. Hold the wire here. Ron. Ron Howard did A Beautiful Mind, right? Yes. Yeah. It's when Russell Crowe cared. Oh, uh, hold on. Here. Now, now he does that movie Unhinged, where apparently the whole movie is just him following a, a woman who cut him off in traffic. Yeah, no, he didn't do Ford vs Ferrari. What was the film that I saw with him? Was, who no, was he was it? a producer on that. Then who are you talking about Rush? The Rush. That's the one. Oh, yeah. those are two totally different. <laughs> I saw them. This, it's the same year. That must have I don't been. I think it. so. No. Ford versus Ferrari. Rush was like 2015. Rush was 2013. That's the Ford 2013. Versus Jesus. Ferrari was like 2019. James Mangold did Ford versus Ferrari. Yeah, he did. Um, he directed the X Men. I mean, uh, not the X Men. No, um, well, Wolverine and Wolverine, Logan. Like, uh, yeah, he did. He Wolverine. did Wolverine and Logan. Oh, I thought he did three. Um, no, he didn't do the first one. It was the garbage one. Okay, so he, yeah, he only did yeah he only did the two. That Wolverine wasn't that origin. bad. Wolverine was good. Yeah, and then, and Logan, then obviously was, Logan, Logan was yeah. excellent. Logan changed yeah. the game, in my opinion. All right, before we get into our, our yeah, fun dialogue, let's typical. talk about the cigars because it is as our fans like to announce it as a cigar podcast. But you know what? What, what do they know? <laughs> yeah, I know. You know, I posted our commercial today on YouTube, and somebody commented on the YouTube on the uh, I'm sorry on Instagram, and somebody commented, "Are they paying you for this?" I'm just going to respond like, "Yeah." I wrote, "What yes. are you getting paid I for?" I wrote, "Yes," and it's awesome. Yeah, like, what are you like, getting it's paid a lot for, of fun. dude? Actually, that's what I should ask. Like, what, what, like, what do you what do you get paid for? Data entry? Go to hell! Are they paying you for this? I can't stand it. I can't stand Anyway, Partagas. Because everyone, everyone can do your job, yeah. Nick. Opposite and be like baggy with a backwards hat to like, to counter, because he's going to come bones. in this thing dressed to the nines, yeah. man. He's going to look like right off of, like right out of Fifth Avenue. 
So I don't know. I'm going to text him and be like, like if I, if I dressed up goofy to like be funny, like would you be offended? He's going to come with watches, right? He's going like to come with watches. He would have a pocket watch. I could see him having a oh, pocket yeah. watch. Yeah. Um, just a very stylish man. Um, I remember even on a Zoom call once, and he was like it was in his house. It was like in the middle of the afternoon we were doing a Zoom call. And he was wearing like a sweater. I'm like, that's a nice yeah. sweater. Like, that's a really. I think like, he was outside in that. Was in he that, out, in yeah, that he interview? Just, and he was like, really just. He yeah, looked like a Kennedy. He looked yeah. like what, what a Kennedy relaxes. <laughs> like usually, in. when people are at home, they're probably more dressed down a little bit more, especially at the beginning or in like the middle of like when when the pandemic really started. Um, but yeah, he was dressed super to the nines. Yeah, super to the nines. Well, my dad always said, "Look, you know, look good, feel good." So I'm starting to gain weight again. So I gotta, I gotta start. Really, Stuff. I can't, can't yeah. tell it all, man. Uh, I, I can't, I'm sure you can. He got yeah. me. Well, I will say he got he went to a concert. My my former roommate, which I can say now, it's gonna be a lot weirder when I talk about him now because now he's just my buddy. Yeah. <laughs> but he went to a concert and I asked him to get me a zip up hoodie from this concert, but they didn't have zip up hoodies. But he got me. So you know, like the long sleeve t shirts. You know, you know, you know, like not not like what I'm wearing yes. now. This yeah. is a long yeah. sleeve shirt, but you know, like the long sleeve t shirts where it's like. T-shirt, but then it kind of gets tight around the arms a little bit, like it's supposed to have that look. So it was it, those already fit weird for for some reason they just always fit weird. But he got me that, but it was made out of like sweater material. So it was all it was like I put it on this morning because I was wanted to wear it, but it was like almost like it was this tight fitting sweater. Like I looked too weird. It's something that I'm gonna I'll throw on around the house now, but I'm like I would have to lose. And it's an extra large. It's my size. And this is an extra large, which I think we can all agree fits perfectly. Yeah. Uh, but I would have to lose like 25 pounds for this not to look weird on me. It was a very weird thing. Anyway, enough of I get habits. so mad when I have a, like, just, I need to, I guess, learn how to air dry my shirts instead of put them in the dryer because it shrunk like some of my favorite, like, T-shirts so far. And then now it's just super, super tight. It also has to do with the water. Like, yeah, like are I'm you sure, washing yeah. them in cold versus warm? Yeah, yeah. So I'm just... I hate that. Like, or you just, you do get a nice shirt and you're like, it's, if it was a little bit bigger, but then it motivates you. Like you've lost, you've actually are the one of few people who are like, I'm going to lose weight and actually do it. <laughs> you know, you're not like me who's like, yeah, you know, diet starts tomorrow and then it's two years later and tomorrow still hasn't come. And you've actually lost the weight and people comment on it all the time. So you, you have the, you, like, can you definitely like, can do it. Like you, Everyone can do yeah. it for sure. Just, uh, you just gotta... It's discipline, dude. It's it's discipline, but also like you gotta you gotta lose some weight. Like that's the thing yeah. is to lose a lot of weight. The fir- and this might sound stupid. The first step is to lose some weight. Yeah, because when you lose some weight, you get on the it's, scale, it's you feel easier good. Easier yeah. to lose the next. Ba- like, like it might be physically harder because you'll plateau, and that's a whole other thing. But in terms of perseverance, if you lose five to ten pounds it's so much easier to lose the next 30 yeah because then it just starts snowballing and then you're like wait why am i having uh, chicken right now like i just worked out today no like i'm so <laughs> close and you just kind of get into this eye of the tiger thing um i like have plat you know that i was now that i was moving and i was just really you know sick over the did holidays you feel better and everything. Like, did, if you were moving into your apartment with the weight you were at oh, once, i had to help pete move a cat like our whole old couch yesterday and there was no way I could have done that like th- three years 40, ago yeah. and not keeled yeah. over. Um, it was actually relatively, it was more hard like in terms of maneuvering it through the doorway, but in terms of like lifting up the couch and moving it out, it really ended up not being that bad. Um, and then I came home and like put my entire microwave cart to get like, I, w- and I still had like energy to do other stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, 
but I'm going to start going to the gym. I have to start going to the gym again because I haven't been for like two weeks just because of moving and then I want to get settled in my new place. But anyway, back to cigar talk. Partigas. Um, and one of the things that I really like about, um, I, I call them the, the, the trio, the, the three main brand ambassadors for general, and that's Sean Williams for Cohiba, yep. uh, Laurel for Macanudo, and then um, Ricky Rodriguez for uh, CAO. And those, brand, those three brands are very much going strong. However, and I'm gonna, I want to talk, I don't know if I'm going to ask him about this when we interview him or I'm going to ask him privately. The rest of General's lineup, particularly their two other big brands, which are Partagas and um, Punch, I'm just very confused by. Why is that? I'll be honest, and I think that they're good cigars. I've smoked two out of the three of them. The whole Punch Asian-themed ones really bug me. They really, really do. And I'm well, going to say that dis- out loud. Didn't you discover that like the, the name is like Chinese? No, they, but the they, thing is like, halfway or, said it. Because yeah. like all for the first three, I, can, you, can you pull up with those cigars? Just do like punch. I think it was like the egg roll. Yeah. Um, Kung Pao. The Kung Pao. Like just do punch cigars, you know, Chinese theme or, you know. So we have the Kung Pao. Yeah. They came in like the Kung Pao came in like a Chinese like to yeah. go dish. It's like it was very odd. So there's the punch roll, punch and Yeah. So they released these three, which are all Chinese, specifically Chinese food. You know, varieties of, of specifically Chinese food, and then they created a sampler called the Bento Box, which is Japanese. So listen, I am not one about woke culture. I'm not trying to get anybody canceled, but like. In terms of marketing, it doesn't seem smart <laughs> to do that. I agree. You know what I mean? Yeah. It, it, it seems like ill-fated. Second part is, forget about offensive, which I don't think it was, they're overly offensive, but forget about any kind of that more modern take on it. From a marketing take, I'm like, I don't know. Like when, when Moyer and Ruiz kind of leaned into this kind of stuff, they had like the Chinese finger trap and mm-hmm. that. And the nunchuck, they they did it in a gimmicky way where it was like fun, and then we had fun with it. And yeah. then, you know, this just seems like they think this is really cool. Yeah, I would love to know the reasoning or the. I would love to know what's what the idea is behind it. And yeah, and I don't need to criticize like, or something. Like, yeah, you know, we're just, we're close with General Cigar. I know a lot of the guys there, but like Punch is a legendary brand. Yeah, like it is legendary. Like, what would you think if tomorrow we did, you know, a Kentucky Fried Monte Cristo and it comes in like a KFC box and, it, you know, it, with, with, a, with a cutter that looks like a biscuit? You know, it's like for that, you have other, like, like, D, like what Diesel's doing with the homemade gravy. Yeah. Uh, with Sunday gravy with Diesel. Uh, that, that's like a cool fit. Also, the, the branding on that is cool. Like the box looks cool. Um, and like Diesel, that's a good fit for Diesel. Punch is a legendary heritage brand. What are you doing with that? Yeah, it's and it's. I don't know if this would be in the same vein, but like the CAO does like country, like CAO Brasilia, Italia. Yeah, they're using you know tobaccos from those countries, you know, from Brazil and, and Cameroon and all that. That's there's they're not you know if anyone wants to say well they you know they have cigars that are based off other countries blah blah blah. 
but you but, know, no, to, but to like, call a different. cigar it's punch yeah. kung pao, yeah, that's a little like your tea, especially in 2022. You know, like in a, in any time of year, I think, yeah. or any decade, it would be kind of like <laughs> not the right thing to do. But now it's like where you should be more aware of. It was. I like, do hate the word yeah. woke, but you should be more aware of like what works and what doesn't. And then if if it does come off like where it's not selling or it gets bad publicity, like you have to kind of be like, well, how'd you not see that, you know, happening, yeah. you know? And here's the thing. I mean, listen, the, the cigar community is, is definitely trends more towards conservatives and one's not likely to be offended. Uh, and I'm not saying anybody should be offended. I'm not asking mm-hmm. for, for any kind of cancellation over that. I just think from a, from a marketing standpoint, you're speaking from the, yeah, the prestigious like it's, of, it's not, of a punch it's not, to do yeah, that. It's not great. Now, if you did something similar with diesel or with a brand like that, you know, or, or if you just made a cigar, you know, like just you just made a brand and you called it the Kung Pao and did it. OK, fine. If you do it right, like if, if it looks authentic and like the artwork is really cool, like look mm-hmm. at perfect example. Look at Alec and Bradley with the Kintsugi. Yeah. Like that is how it's done. This is cheap. And the shame of it is, is I, I've smoked two of those cigars and they were really good. It's the like Kung you, Pao, right? yeah, yeah, yeah. Like you wasted a good cigar and they're probably selling because I don't know. I guess a lot of people thought it was fun. I I, I personally didn't. And I, yeah. for a brand like that, you know, you should. It just shocks you. Punch, you know, like all these all these heritage brands that, that originated from Cuba: Partagas, um, Punch, Monte Cristo, Romeo, Hoyo de Monterey. These should be treated with like a level of reverence, and you know they're making special editions of these in Cuba that are selling for the thousands of dollars. You just put yours in a to-go box. Yeah. Like this is the same brand that in like a box of limited edition punches out of Cuba is selling for, you know, 500 bucks. And, and you're selling this for what? Four ninety five, and you get a fortune cookie. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I just, I think the all around the brand the branding of this specific line or those three lines are just, they, they they struck out. Like that's the best way to I put mean, it. You know? Yeah, I, I'm I'm. Per, look, I don't even know if they struck out. They might be selling these that's like true. like yeah. gangbusters. Gotcha. They might be. And in that case, it was yeah with, uh, with the kung pao. The unfinished foot is that like something that's seen across like. No, unfinished foots, like closed foots, they're called. Okay, gotcha. Um, is, it, wait, is it a closed foot or is it? It's an open foot. It it like it's got the tobacco exposed. It's like at the, the lunatic. Bottom. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's like, like an exposed, yeah, like it's it's basically just binder and filler at the bottom and not wrapper. Yeah, yeah. No, a lot of people people do that. I, I, I didn't know that because this is the only cigar that I, I mean I've had the kung pao and that was the only cigar I've ever had where it had the unfinished foot. The JFR Lunatic uh, does that yeah, too. I'm guessing that's supposed to be like because kung pao chicken. I I guess. What do you think of the artwork, huh? <sighs> It's not, I do like the fortune behind it. I think that's kind of funny, but like I only got the one and it, you know, it was the one phrase, uh, it's here on half wheel. Um, I don't know if I can say that. But don't let idiots yeah. ruin your day. Don't let what? Don't let idiots ruin your day. Life is short, smile while you still have teeth. Age is something that doesn't matter unless you are cheese. Like those, those are fairly funny say, sayings, but I will say, yeah, with the, the band and just the box in general, it's just, it's very, Tacky. It's tacky. It just seems tacky to me. It, it's like, it, I feel like it came out in like the 80s. I yeah. feel like that's something in the 80s somebody would do with a thing. But like Nick said, like it, you, we don't know the numbers on it. It might be just, and listen, and, it might and, be just selling out off, you know. But I think I know why they're doing silly, it. Man. I, like, you know, 
and and you saw a trend, especially this year. You know the the Chinese market's opening up. They're becoming you know they're they're expanding beyond just Cuban cigars in China. That's a big market, and so you have a lot of Year of the Tigers and year, whatever the Year of this is. You know Year of the Dragon. Um, what, what, do you know what the what we're the, the Year of the Tiger right now? Yeah. So this year everyone released Year of the Tiger, and then next year you know, and a few companies did it. Um, I don't. I, I, I'm hoping this doesn't become like this this trend. crazy trend of everyone doing a year of cigar. What I would like is like if you want something that is attractive to a different demographic or a different market, do like what Alec and Bradley did and you make something of substance and that really taps into the culture and, and not like, you know, if everyone just has a year of the tiger, first of all, Davidoff's been doing that for years. So you're not breaking any new ground. Yeah. Or is... Would you say the cigar industry is a big copycat league, like a copycat? I've never seen it like this before. Okay. I've seen trends, but like trends are, you know, oh, people start using this tobacco, it starts selling people's palates change, so we'll start using this tobacco. In terms of that, in terms of everyone, like, oh, we're all going to have a cigar now after the Chinese. I mean, look, Pete Johnson did the Halloween ones. There's only been a few other people who have really ventured into that realm and they've done it like, like viaje a little bit and you know like these guys somebody else would do it like a, a tiny bit but like there's there's the placencia there's the vega fina there's like a you know there's the davidoff there's the the drew estate and there's a bunch of like year of the tigers and i'm like come on guys we're better than this it just seems obvious it seems like we know what you're doing yeah you're not just doing this because it's a cool thing it's we a trend know right we now. know why you're doing this it's it's you know, it'd be interesting to like at the end of the year also as well. I know we do like our top 25s and that kind of consumes our time, but like what trends like kind of stuck and what trends didn't really, you know? Well, it's tough well, to do on a yearly basis because, because it's always changing. It, no, or maybe not, every five years, you know, every five like, years yeah, or like every other year. Every, you know? every five years, as you'll yeah. see, because there might be things that like, oh, oh, this is becoming a trend, but it might have just been one year for that. It might have been six months that you have, yeah, maybe. There was a backlog on releases, so a lot of things got released at the same time that might have been similar. You know, it, it's it's hard to to kind of view that after one year. You kind of got to look at the, look at okay. a, a bigger picture. Like probably yeah, every three to five years, then maybe yeah. But because when I start, I don't even remember anything like, and that was February of twenty nineteen. I don't remember anything of like year of the just you know, besides Davidoff. Davidoff yeah, was yeah. the only one. They've been doing it for for a long time now. So that brings me to Partagus, which was always one of my favorite brands by General. I think they're headed in the right direction. The Cortado here is excellent, and then they just announced the release of a Partagas Añejo, which is a barber pole, and it uses some tobacco from, I believe, 2013, and some tobacco that might even be older than that. But then I looked at the retail price, and it was like eight bucks, and I'm, I'm, like, I'm like, again, guys, if you do this right, like these should be very, have your other stuff, have your modern stuff be your gimmicky stuff, be your cheaper stuff, be your whatever. These heritage brands, like, you have such an opportunity. They have such pedigree. That's why I really, really like. And I've talked about this with Rafael Nadal and and the team at Altidus. You know, they, not that they took my suggestion, but like I had mentioned this to them. Yeah. Um, and they've they've already been doing it. Like there should be no more Monte Cristo ever. That's like nine, ten dollars. Like because there's some that are like store certain stores, certain online. I think we might have a couple, but I'm like. Every Monte Cristo should be like twenty dollars. Mm -hmm. Like you have that pedigree. Like you don't need to release a twelve dollar Monte Cristo. Those don't need to exist. You have that established name and class and history. And that's Partagas is another one. My favorite Cuban cigar is a Partagas Series D number four. 
You know, like we don't, I don't need some, some $8 parties. You can make something a little bit better, a little bit, you know, and, and, and really establish it as, as that top level. When we think of top, top level pricey cigars, there's only a couple that really people would kind of characterize together. There's Davidoff, there's Padron, there's some of the Fuentes, like the Opus and everything. Now I want to say Monte Cristo is getting into that conversation I want to say Cohiba is in and out of that conversation, depending on which one. Recently, with, with kind of Sean's guidance, it's much more in that conversation. But like we, we can have a whole realm of just high-end, you know, kind of luxury heritage cigars that I think there's a market for. Um, th- these are just, they're storied brands. You know, like what, are you, what are you doing? I, I think Altidus has the right gameplay. Like, look, look what they've done with H. Upman. Now they still have H. Upmans that I think could have been done a little bit differently, and I've, I've, I've the, like the H. Upman Añejo that came out a few years ago. They had the Hispaniola, which was great. Then they had the the one seventy fifth, which yeah. was the best cigar of that year, and they went down. And the next one was another like eight dollar Upman. I'm like, why are you doing this to this brand? You have other brands that you can fool around with. You have other brands you can put at this price point. Treat these brands with some respect. These should not be. Buy 10,000 bottles, like, uh, at least not all of them. You know, there's, like, I want there to be another very high-end H. Upman release. I want there to be another high-end um, release. For, like, a, a Ro- I want there to be a Romeo. You know, they, they've gotten close there. Like, the, like the, the Reserve Real Nicaragua is, is a top, top-notch cigar. But create some Romeo in a fancy box yeah. with, like, a ribbon and a whole thing. People will buy it, you know? It, it's I still mean, yeah, got the you- Romeo name recognition. Yeah, I mean, you see, like, the big names that come out of Altidus, like Monte Cristo. Obviously, we've talked at, at nauseum about it, like, getting the number two and H. Upman, 175th. Like, these are cigars that we keep talking about, you know. And if Romeo did something of that nature, like, then that would just be like, man, these guys are extremely it. dominant. Like, they are a step above the rest, in my opinion. You know, they're just dominant. Yeah, now, so, I, now I, we gotta, Ro- Romeo and H. Upman, are, they're, they're harder to do only because, you know, you got to think about branding and you got to think about current you know customers for those brands romeo and h upman in their like kind of you know their current dominican form have been around now for a while yeah. and for a long time like they were like the they were the one of the cheaper options out there i mean the romeo 1875 bully like that's what i recommended for every new smoker who yeah. didn't want to break the bank i'm like it was perfect they were, size they were like eight seven seven yeah. six dollars a cigar like they were so i get from a from a a branding perspective. All right, well, do you, you've established the Romeo customer as kind of this everyday, every man, do you, you know, is releasing something high end? Yeah, because if somebody's smoking Monte Cristo, like Monte Cristo Cinquentas or, you know, crazy high end, you know, the Monte Epic Vintage 12 or anything, and they see a Romeo that looks great and a nice, they're not going to not buy it because it's Romeo. Like, yeah. I, you know, I think, I think also companies need to start trusting customers more. Because if, you know, I know people who are very snooty smokers who are Davidoff and Padron, Davidoff and Padron. But if I tell them like, hey, look at this Romeo, you know, here's how they made it. Here's how long it's aged. Here's what it looks like. They're not going to not try it. Yeah. Because, oh, it's got the Romeo name. I'll smoke anything if somebody tells me like, hey, this is really good. And if I look at it. So I think we, we can, you know, people are way more informed now. You know, they have resources like Half Wheel, like Cigar Dojo, like 
Coop and all these guys to, to, to kind of give them a little background, how, how it's made. There's press releases that you could easily find. This is not like back in the day where you just saw a brand and just, just that sign of the brand in, the, in a window. Talk, that, that was everything I needed to know about that brand. Yeah. You, you have accessibility to information now. So to think, and you have it coming from like the source too. Like you have interviews with some of these, you know, these these companies that obviously manufacture them, and yeah, you have like some of the rollers and and and, and cigar rollers and and whatnot speaking like this is how they made it. So and you're able to find you're able to get stuff from the source. That's what's so great about you know specifically the cigar world right now. Like you, you we have interviews of how many people who like make these bad boys. You know, like with right. the uh, the Ruben brothers, John. You know. And that's what I love. Like, I love that you get it from the source. It's not just like, oh, take our word for it. Yeah. I mean, look, look, look at Placentia. Placentia. For, for a long time, they were, they were big behind-the-scenes guys. They were tobacco brokers. They, they rolled a lot of stuff for other people. Their first, like, major release with their name on it was 20 bucks. They, and, like, the customers really didn't know who Placentia yeah. was at that point. We're talking only a couple of years ago. The Placentias have been around. 20 bucks a cigar? For the Alma Fuertes, like in the eight between eighteen oh and like God. twenty dollar okay. range, they were not fooling around. Nor should they have. When I smoked that thing, I'm like, "This is worth every penny." And guess what? The word got out, and now they have a, a whole Alma series. They're they're very highly. Everyone loves the Alma series. So oh, yeah. like the Alma the we, Alma you know, Fuego is is. And don't make it seem like uh, you know it's not just a branding thing. Nike has shoes that cost. R- retail fifty dollars yeah. and retail three thousand yeah. dollars, and Nike's a brand and it has the same logo on all these shoes, yep. and they're all essentially made the same anyway. I mean, yeah. they're, they're You're colors. right, yeah. Like you don't don't you don't have to pigeonhole yourself like oh Romeo buyers are typically this this and this. All right, but like you can still make a Romeo that maybe Monte Cristo buyers will buy. Yeah, and, you know, and now by making a new Romeo, you're not cannibalizing your current Romeo people by making a, another Romeo to the same realm, the same price range, the same flavor profile. You know, I, I want to see more high-end offerings from these heritage companies because they they have they they have that history to fall yep. back on and be like their name and their history. This is, is where it came from. Yeah. Look at how far it came. And look where you we know? are now. Uh, know, going back to what you said, what's a tobacco broker? I'm sure you've talked about this before. But no, a tobacco I'm, broker is like any kind of broker. You're like, like a middle, like you know. The, okay. You want to? You don't you, either. You have a factory, or you want to start a, a brand, and you need. You know, and you're based out of Nicaragua, you need Ecuador and Connecticut rapper. Well, you don't just go to Ecuador. God, okay. Go to All right. yeah. guys who, um, the Oliva That's family, probably a pretty not, cool not, job. Not Oliva, not Oliva cigars. Yeah, these yeah. Are, there's the other Oliva, there's Oliva Tobacco. They're massive brokers in this. AJ does some of it. There's, there's a, there's, you know, a lot of people have their own facilities, but then there's people who don't. So Steve Saka, and I believe I taught when I, when I talked to him during his interview, he doesn't have his own facilities or his own fields, but when he goes to either Hoya, the Nicaragua, or Naxa to make his cigars, he doesn't with, like he yeah. doesn't just use the tobacco that Naxa grows. He goes to a broker and he's like, "I want this, this, and this." They deliver it to Naxa. He tells him how he wants it rolled. They roll it. You know, he he he, but he all does it. He he yeah. He brokers that. Um, but a lot of guys do that, yeah, because there are some people like Nick Perdomo. Nick Perdomo is almost completely self reliant. Every tobacco that he uses is grown himself except for the um uh, the, uh, the connecticut that he uses which i believe is ecuadorian connecticut okay everything else he grows himself he even makes his own boxes he makes his own cellophane he is a typical like 80s reagan like america i'm making my business myself yeah. and he just does everything <laughs> himself 
But yeah, tobacco broker. Um, oh, that's awesome. So yeah, Car- Carlos Taranio cool. of the Taranio family, who recently passed away, rest in peace. There's some really great articles on him about there. He just passed. He was the one of the elders of the Taranio family. He was. He, they were. They were big tobacco brokers back in the day. What are your What are your thoughts on the two other companies under General, the Hoyo de Monterey and Lagoria Cubana? Like, have you La- really dabbled I mean, in that? Uh, I know we we La- really Gloria. enjoyed the. Um, Medio Tiempo. But that's another one. That was a great cigar. Why yeah. are you selling that thing for eight dollars? It should be cheaper or it more. It should be more expensive. Yeah. Like it's the little Gloria. You know, like the series R, that was a that was a ten, eleven dollar cigar yeah. when I first started. You know, I I feel like they're cheapening these brands. Now, if they're able to is make it because these cigars, we're, it's, is it because they're releasing it during COVID or does that not no, even play no, into the factor? No. Okay. I, I feel like I feel like Altidus in general are kind of going in two separate directions right now. Um, in terms of like what they what they're trying to do, Altidus is trying to take a lot of their brands that were seen as cheap or you know unimportant, Trinidad, Henry Clay, H. Upman to a degree. Yeah, now look at that, and they're man. trying to elevate them. Whereas, not that General is trying to unelevate their brands, but they're just going in vastly different directions and trying to make them, I guess, more accessible. Okay. To get them into more people's, which is like, that's a viable strategy. That's what you want to do. To get more, like, I guess. I don't, I don't know. Yeah. I don't know. That's a good observation, though. Yeah. Uh, like I said, th- this whole thing with punch, like, and listen, I wasn't the biggest punch smoker back in the day when it was, you know, the rare Corojo, and like, I, it, it was just never my cup of tea. But, like, at least it, it kind of had, like, a standard to it. Yeah. This, I'm sorry. This is ridiculous to me. And I, listen, if I'm the lone voice, I will shut up. I, in no way, say I am the be-all and end-all of cigar marketing and branding. They, pro- they have a lot of smart people who work at General. Um, and there's a reason they're doing it. And there's a reason they've done three or four of them now. It, it's yeah. probably selling. And like I said, they, they are actually very good cigars. Um, but I just think the brand is better than that. Especially like, if you like I said, if you want to do something that kind of helps represent, you know, Asian culture, specifically Chinese, well, actually Chinese and Japanese culture, because like I said, they mix the two. But you follow the template of what Alec and Bradley did with the kintsugi. This is this is the this is like what my grandfather would have like in the nineteen forties. What he would have, oh yeah, put it in a to go box and call it the kung pao, and you give him a fortune cookie and a chopstick. Like that's that's the kind of like that's what it feels like happened, you know what I mean? They're just kind of split last minute decision, just like yeah. what's the most generic thing that we can put on this? Yeah, like if somebody came to me like, hey, we want to do an, like a theme that really speaks to uh, like like the like the Italian experience, like Italian culture. I would have gone like, oh, something involving ancient Rome, maybe or or empire or something like that. If they came to me, like, this is, but this is why I said that, it, you know, it really depends because it can work. I think the Sunday gravy for Diesel is great. And that's, that's my inner Ginzo talking. Yeah. I think that's great and, and hilarious, you know, and, and it, but I don't know. It doesn't feel, it doesn't feel cheap. That's more of like a cultural thing amongst Italians. This is more of like an Americanized. Yeah, it's also, I, it's a cultural yeah. thing amongst Italian Americans that we f- we fully embrace that part of like make fun of our of our culture. Um, I don't know how Asian Americans feel about that. I'm not going to speculate. Yeah. It's not my play. I I don't know. They all like they might love it. They might think it's great. They might think it's it's a great re- represent. Like they, they at least they're getting representation. Like then then fine. But the idea of just like a takeout or a binto box is it, it's a very Americanized 
idea versus like the kintsugi, which is you're you're pulling from that culture yeah. Yeah. and you're 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 giving light to it because it's a great talking piece too. You know, people who don't know the idea of kintsugi, that art of like fixing pottery and putting as, gold into yeah, it. And as silly as this may sound, like so, like my friends who aren't Italian American, they don't Sunday gravy. Why is it called gravy? Why, why do you have dinner at three o'clock? Why is we're this? Not, we're, not, we're not going to have this. I, I was, I'm we're thinking we're not going to have this. I don't consider it Sunday gravy, but then again, I may not be Italian. I, I am anyway. Sorry, I know I threw it out there. Yeah, I, I don't know what I you can are, cut Justin. it. <laughs> I'm from somewhere else. I don't even know. I'm from the underworld. I feel like you're from like not. Underworld? I don't want to say L.A., but you're from like. I wish Anaheim. Like you're from like like some kind of Californian. But early two thousands. The Mickey early Mouse that gave early two thousands. Yeah, he's early two thousands like San Jose. Yeah. You could just star in the next movie by The Rock. The San. Didn't he do like the San Andreas Fault Line or something? Do you know why? Do you know why I prefer John Cena as an actor over The Rock? Because even though he primarily does action movies, I can see John Cena doing a movie where. It, He's, he's nominated he's playing, for an Oscar one day. No, no, or I'm not, not going to go, go that far. But where he's playing an, like a character who like his muscles don't matter. He happens to have muscles, but his character like is not based on his muscles yeah. and like being strong. The Rock will never play that. The Rock will always be an action. Big, oh, I'm the big strong guy. Even in Ballers, which was like probably his most dramatic attempt, yeah. he was like an ex linebacker. Yep. Like he can it never. Was, he's it never was just really gonna like plucked be a from guy. his life. I mean, you can't really take that out of those types of guys. I mean, look at Mickey Rourke. I mean, The Wrestler was a fantastic film, but I mean, he's playing a retired wrestler who's trying to get back into it. Yeah, but like he can play. Like his his role in Once Upon a Time in Mexico did not require like any kind of. He wasn't an action star yeah. in that movie, you know. He was in Sin City, but like he can. Was he Mickey Rourke a wrestler like prior to he was acting? A boxer. A boxer. Okay. Not, yeah. not prior to acting, like during acting. During that's acting, why his face. Yeah. That's why he got all that. Yep, that's why his he, face. Yeah. Uh, but I, I, I could see John Cena just like in some like you know he's in a role where like his dad dies and like all the like one of those movies where like the dad dies and all the siblings come back together and it's him and he's whatever. The Rock will never be in a movie that's not based upon him like being The Rock, like this huge jacked guy. Which, like, I get it. And, and it's not geared towards children. In the jungle. Yeah. But, like, so, you know, Schwarzenegger was, was like that. So, like, I get it. I mean, he wasn't, like, a, an athlete. Right? He was a bodybuilder. Yeah. So. Yeah. But I feel like the transition now from, especially, like, the, the, these wrestlers that are, you know, becoming actors, I think John Cena has some chops, man. I can see. I, can, I think he does. And Dave Bautista's trying. Dave Bautista is right now. I mean, I know. I think you said you didn't like him. I mean, I, it's not that I don't like him. I've only seen him in Guardians of the Galaxy. And what's the character's name that he plays? Uh, Drax. 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 I mean, it's not really that. But you didn't. You didn't see Dune. I haven't seen Dune. I have to watch. I might watch I liked Dune. It. Is, is it Dune? Is it back on HBO now? I'm not sure. But I, I really. It was on when it that's premiered. A movie you off. Gotta, I, I might watch Dune tonight. It's, it's not in the theaters, but I re- I recommend. Like, well. It's, the time has passed, but probably I, seeing it on TV, like with a big screen TV and a nice surround sound system, yes. But seeing it in theaters was like I got, I amazing. Got yeah, if you have right. that, then Brand see new it. But sixty-five don't. inch high sense quantum. Yeah, 4K then see that. See it in that way for with a sure. Sony sound bar. Yeah, you're so good. So we're coming over this weekend and watching it. No one's coming over this weekend. Watch Dune and then Green Knight back to back. We got to break it in. Yeah, we'll do the Green Knight right after double feature. I will throw you out <laughs> of my second floor window. That's like seven hours of just. But no, um, but Dave Bautista's getting up there with it. Like he he decided to do Army of the Dead rather than Suicide Squad that James Gunn directed because he wants to like 
he said, I want to get a nice, good relationship with like Netflix and Zack Snyder and other directors. Was, I was like, that's a business. Like that's sm- thinking smart. What was his, well, like, who was he going to be in Suicide Was he going to be the John Cena part? Was he going to be Peacemaker? No, I think, I don't know who he was going to be. I think he was going to be the shark, killer shark. I know that was Sylvester Stallone or, but like they were going to make him actually like talk more. But I don't know if he was going to be a peacemaker like, or really not. I don't necessarily agree with that because John Cena forayed the Suicide Squad movie into a TV show yeah. on HBO. So yeah, I know. I don't know. But I don't know if Army of the Dead is going to be. There's going to be another one of that. Where did I, I watch that? I heard that was good. Was that good? I don't. I didn't. I don't. I didn't hear much about it. I just. It came out the same exact time. I was mispronounced his name. Chris D'Elia had like issues. Had all, had that scandal, and he was in that movie, Poor and they literally reshot all of his scenes in that with another actress, like green screen and all that. Like, so that was kind Wait, of the they totally news around him out of that movie. Yeah, I don't understand him. I never could. Like, he's got like that Stephen Wright, but like crazy Stephen Wright. Like, I've seen and- him live. My, 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 I, I like him. Uh, my, and and Pete is a big fan of him. I took him for his birthday a couple years ago to see him. He, but he he's one of the people that got, that got railroaded. Where like. Women were misrepresenting their age, and then he yeah. never actually did anything with them. But then they, when they released the DMs, it was, it, it looked bad. But yeah. the, he never ended up getting in trouble because when the lawyers came and like fully showed the conversation, the situation, as soon as he learned that they were like seventeen, he like stopped. He never met up with them, and he stopped talking yeah. to them. You know, one girl he met at a bar. You know, was she, was she had to be twenty one? It was like a whole thing. But the headlines automatically. The headline was like, oh, he totally seventeen year old. Uh, Chris Hardwick, he got fired from Talking Dead and Talking Bad because his his uh, girlfriend at the time like falsely accused him of of mistreating her, and then they like looked into it and she actually came out and said, "No, no I was I was just lying." But they fired him right away. <laughs> Domestic and he violence got is his no job joke. back. That's very rare for you to get your job back with all that stuff. But yeah, well, they need to start doing that because there's people like listen, there's people who got canceled and deserve to be canceled. Uh, absolutely. Then there's people who get canceled and lose millions and don't deserve it. But the toxic label is just stuck on. But you need it's almost like it's actually very similar to blacklisting in the 1950s, 1940s, 1950s, McCarthyism, the Red Scare. Both of you guys went to film school, so I'm sure you're aware of, you know, rampant throughout yes. Hollywood. Who was the screenwriter that broke through the blacklisting? Was that? That was uh, Dal- that was Trumbo Dalton Trumbo Trumbo Trumbo. Trumbo, Trumbo. Trumbo. Yes. He, he went underneath the pen name uh, for what's it called? Um, uh, Roman Holiday. But what was the movie that broke him through the blacklist? And who's the actor that hired him? Uh, um, so was it Spartacus? It was Spartacus. Kirk Douglas. Kirk Douglas. Really? Yep. Watch the movie. Uh, with oh, Brian, Spartacus is one of my favorites. With Brian Cranston. Brian Cranston plays no, Trumbo. Watch, watch well, Spartacus yeah, watch, first. Yeah, I'm so- Ubrick version first. Yeah. Well, there's only one version. I th- you just said there no, was he was talking about the, the movie Trumbo. Oh, okay, gotcha. There's some, yeah, movies, that too. there's some movies that should never be remade, i.e. Spartacus. I was talking about Brian Cranston played Trumbo, and he 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 was it was it was very informative because I knew nothing about that before. Like I just knew like the synopsis is like you know famous Hollywood screenwriter got blacklisted, and then I was like okay, and I watched it. It was really informative, and he played he was great. You know, uh, Brian Cranston's great, but yeah, Kennedy went to go. Kennedy went to go see that movie, and that that was effectively once Kennedy went to go see Spartacus. Uh, that was effectively the 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 end of blacklisting. Like it was okay, people were protesting and everything, yep, but but Kirk Douglas went to bat for him, mm-hmm. and then Kirk Douglas fought so so much with Stanley Kubrick. 
But they had worked together on the previous movie. Anyone know what it was? Anyone know what it was? World War One legal drama, black and white. Paths, Paths of, of Glory. Glory. Oh my god. I still haven't watched that. That's that one that is a Spartacus really, a really time. good movie. Um, and now, I, I, that one, I mean, I don't know what their relationship was like on that one, but it must have been pretty good because he had Stanley Kubrick. He, he, the whole reason Spartacus came together is because Kirk Douglas wanted to be, I can't remember if it was for Ben-Hur or if it was for Ten Commandments. I want to say it was for Ben-Hur, that he was going out for Ben-Hur and he lost it to Charlton, Charlton Heston. Heston. And so he was pissed, and so he wanted to make his own big biblical, not, yeah. not Bible, but biblical epic, like these epic movies of the time. Ben-Hur, like, when I was a kid, scared the hell out of me. Like, ben Hur? the immense Certain scenes. No, just not scared. I shouldn't say it. Certain scenes, like, really rattled me. The leprosy scene, and mm-hmm. then um, when they were racing, and the guy got, got trampled dragged, by the yeah. horse. I was like... And my grandparents were just like sitting there, like loving it, and I'm just like, <laughs> like I had no idea how to react. But I yeah. would, I would for my maybe I'll do it for my dad's birthday this summer. I'm gonna try to rent out a th- like a theater and have them put on Ben Hur. That would be dope. A- and or Spartacus, probably Ben Hur because at least Ben Hur has a semi happy ending, kind of a little bit. Um, Spartacus, I mean, it has one mm-hmm. of the one of the most epic. And I wish they, I guess they they still kind of make that kind of movie, but not really. But these, you know, Lawrence of Arabia, these, these monstrous, you know, three hours, there's an intermission in it. A f- a f- these huge yeah. historical epics. I love those Ridley movies. Scott comes to mind where he's like the only one who tries to do it, but then everyone's but like, not it's good. boring. Yeah. Like, and I, I didn't see this last one. The Last Duel? The Last Duel. It was but, literally, it was... Did you watch uh, it? Yeah, it was, it was a story, the same story, but from three different perspectives, and it all led to like the last ten minutes, which was like really brutal. How, but it how just was took it? it. It was. I guess I watched it late at night. Not, not late, but it's a two and a half hour movie. I started at like nine. I should have probably started earlier because I was just seeing myself like, oh, when is this? Oh, like looking at the clock. You know, Matt. Matt. I'm not the biggest fan of Matt Damon. He was pretty good. Matt in it. Damon. Jodie Comer. She was in Free Guy, and she's in the show Killing Eve. She was really good in it. Ben Affleck just looked like Simple Jack, the haircut and everything to me. But he was, he was, he got a Razzie for his performance. I was like, what? Like, he, he was really good in it. But it's See, just, it just was so, like, long. Adam Driver was your typical Adam Driver, like, See, I'm okay brooding, with the slow. Like, very, I'm okay with the slow. Like, uh, a slow I, burn movie, yeah. I'm and okay it, with it. I like the payoff at the end, though. Yeah, but I will say my problem with that movie is. Oh, you saw it? No, no, no. Oh, okay. This is why I'm not going to see it. Gotcha. There is. It, in no, listen. I'm not. I'm not for. Uh, you know, uh, there's a lot of um, whitewashing in movies. That like, obviously, if yeah. something's an Asian character, probably an Asian person. I think sometimes it gets too ridiculous. Like, you don't need to be Irish to play an Irish person. Like, I get it. Yeah. But so this is not from a woke standpoint. This is from a I know my actors standpoint. Why the hell? you cast three Americans who are not known for these kind of movies at all. I mean, maybe Adam Driver could, you know, I, I could see him pulling off. But Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, you have a, a, the wealth of, like, actual British Shakespearean actors. 
or even somebody like Timothy Chalamet, who played um, yeah. Henry the, the yeah. not Henry the Eighth, I guess it was Henry the Fourth, um, in that movie where he was phenomenal. But you have this: why are you casting these two guys with crappy accents in this movie? Because they wrote and produced it. That's why you know. But, uh, yeah, but dude, I get it. I get it. If I wanted to write a movie about. I don't know, uh, whatever. I want to write a movie about, if I want to write Braveheart, I'm not going to just put myself in. It makes no sense for me to be in it just because I wrote the movie. Like, it made no sense for them to do this. It, it, it was like, like, that's for me what made the movie bad. And I haven't even seen it, but like, that's why I'll never watch it. It's like Matt Damon and Ben Affleck, you guys can do the Boston drama, like the town or, yeah. or what was the, the main one that they, the, uh, the, Good the Will. Goodwill Hunting. Like, you know, I, you can do that. Matt Damon pulled off uh, um, Carol Shelby, the Southern Carol Shelby, perfectly uh -huh. in Ford vs. Ferrari. These these guys are not medieval knights. Um, they're just not. <laughs> they're not. Get, ben, get Benedict Cumberbatch. Yeah, get, get Benedict get, Cumberbatch. Um, what's his name? Ben Middle. Get, get Tom Hardy. Tom ben, Hardy. Ben Middleston. Yeah, ben Middleston. Yeah, if get you, him. And if you want an American, get a Timothy Chalamet. You know, get these guys, get these, you know, get a Tom Holland. Tom Holland could have been a young after I watched After I watched the Batman, I'm going to say put Robert Pattinson in everything. Dude, that comes out next week. I can't, I yeah. can't believe, I can't, I can't believe it's coming out next week. I can't, I can't believe it. Yeah, I can't believe it's I literally here. can't believe it. But just put him in everything. I might have to buy tickets. I think I have to buy tickets for Friday because I think it comes out Friday. I should buy tickets today. I'm going away and when it comes out and I promised my wife I'd wait to see it. And, I, and my buddies are like. Wait, she I was wanna... like, but Jess is my like my wife is my movie like I go to the movies with her all Wait, the time. She, did she like these kind of movies? She likes Robert Pattinson, <laughs> but she didn't see. No, she likes Batman. She likes superhero movies. But I think when she saw the first trailer, she's like, oh, this is not the Robert Pattinson I knew. You know, well, just like thing. just like. Can you see it? Like, how bad can you fake if you saw it and like didn't tell her? Can you fake it or are you no, not no, no, not at all? Because I, I'll be wanting to talk about it. Uh, I'll be wanting to talk about it because it just looks amazing. I mean, it would eventually come out later on, like your friends would be like, oh, we saw the yeah, movie. Oh, like, yeah, you can't, yeah, yeah. It's not a lie you could hold for that long. Yeah, because I, uh, I was in Florida for my sister's graduation when No Way Home came out. And my buddy kept saying, let's go see it, let's go see it. And we just... Didn't? No, but I waited and I, and I got spoiled for me. Because there's so much I can you can avoid, you know. I don't mm. go on comicbook.com like they're they're always post stuff and spoilers. I was like, I got to avoid it. Not well, that not that the Batman's going to have any like yeah. I can't imagine Jurassic spoilers, spoilers or anything. Yeah, like I know that they're doing a TV series based on Colin Farrell's The Penguin, which is pretty exciting. I, and so I, I heard that there might be some little Easter eggs here and there with the movie. I heard but, Robert Pattinson wants to do at least a trilogy, and that he really wants to do the Court of Owls. Which for any Batman fans out there. Holy shit. Yeah. Like, re read that if you ever get a chance. Um, they would need to do a little world building before he would need a Robin in order to pull that off. Um, but the Court of Owls is one yeah. of the, those epic Batman stories that has never been brought to the... Like, uh, it kind of was in one of the animated movies, and it was it was a good, good I'm rendition. I'm curious to see if they are going to combine Joaquin Phoenix's The Joker in this no, or if they're going to cast another I think Joker. they're going to do a multiverse thing I, okay. could, I could see them doing a doing a multiverse and bringing I mean, in DC does like D, the Flashpoint well because they're doing Flash multiverse yeah, yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're releasing these movies at the same time like when this is, the Flash is done already right is yeah it, is Flashpoint's coming Flash yeah. is coming out soon 
But yeah, I'm, um, I can't wait for. I can't believe it's already here. I feel like it's. I feel like it's been years since the trailer came out. I feel like the trailer came yeah. out at least like a year and a half ago. Yeah, and then they and started been, production. They not then he got COVID and yeah. then they delayed it. It was like son of a. Bitch. I haven't been this excited for, from a trailer since uh, Logan. Yeah, I think the Logan trailer is still a top five. I'll say superhero, but a top five ten, a top ten trailer of all time. Like I need to double that. check what Matt Reeves did. I want to say Matt Reeves did the X Men, the X Men with Jennifer Lawrence and Michael I Fassbender. Think he also, didn't he do the 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 second two Planet of the Apes, like the really good ones? Yeah, was yes, that him? yes, yeah. I think that okay, was him. so I, I have a lot of faith that he will. Um, and Robert Pattinson seems to have a good time, so I guess they they really after. After the way the act, like the Ben Affleck, that everyone were treated on the last ones, I guess they really yeah. like. Oh, he he like, all right, we're gonna make this a lot easier for you guys. He did Cloverfield too. If you, I, oh, I yeah. liked it, but yeah, he did the last two. Um, he's done a lot of producing wise, but he did the last two, Planet of the Apes, which I love the old ones with um, Charlton Heston, but like these ones were really good too. You can't go I mean, wrong. I only can't go wrong with Andy Serkis as as uh, as something as something. Uh, you know, Andy that's Serkis not a human. As something. Well, isn't <laughs> he's isn't playing he, Alfred? He's playing Alfred. Yeah, yeah. that's gonna be weird. The only other time he was with live action was like the Black Panther and yeah. Age yeah. of Ultron. Yes, and he, but even then he was like a weird guy. Yeah, like, yeah. Weird, he was he, great he in Black Panther. Yeah, he, he was great. He was and he's Doctor Clow. And he's directed um, Mowgli. That came out a year or two ago, I believe. He they gotta stop. Or Jungle that. Book. They gotta stop. I think he directed that. that somebody, somebody did a great meme where it's like Disney, like it's like somebody like picking out like a dusty book, like Disney picking out their next stupid. I saw live that action. to make billion dollars. Like yeah. they gotta stop with that. Like it's not even. First of all, you can't. I don't consider the Lion King one live action. Like how's that live? It wasn't live action. There's no. no. There's nothing live about it. It was all animated. You just did a better animation job. That's all you're doing. Is you're doing better animation. <laughs> you know. Oh, but it's motion capture. Eh, motion capture. Use your motion capture. All right? Like, just stop. God forbid somebody creates something unique. God forbid somebody creates a new franchise, a new... That's, that's why... I mean, they are doing that. They're just doing it in their animated departments. I still haven't yeah. seen... A, was, what's the new animated film? Enchantico or whatever? Encanto. Encanto. I haven't... I heard it's I, really I good. I have seen the trailer, nothing. It's on Disney Plus. If you yeah, people it. have been talking about. It. I saw. I think I saw a trailer, but I saw a trailer in the movies. Like I was seeing something else, and the the, the Buzz Lightyear one actually looks pretty good. Although I'm pissed at I, this. This is and this is the last thing. It's called we, Lightyear. It's yeah. it's the the person ba- like that Buzz Lightyear is based off of the toy is based off. of. Well, I think and it's Chris a lot Evans of is the voice. Really, I yeah. think they didn't talk to Tim Allen because Tim Allen's conservative. Yep. I wouldn't hire Tim Allen. I would do what's his name, Putty. What? From Seinfeld. You met Putty as Buzz Lightyear? He played the voice. He did the voice for the animated series in the early 2000s. Oh, I didn't know yeah, that. Okay, but who did the voice of Buzz Lightyear? That's Tim Allen, okay. but who cares? So who do, you get who, for the, cares? who do you get for the Buzz Lightyear movie? You get Tim Allen. Yeah. Is it live action? No. It's animated. Yeah, yeah this is an get animated movie. the guy who movie. plays Putty. No. I love that guy's voice. No. <laughs> That's like, oh, they're going to do a live action, uh, you know, Star Wars Rebels. Let's get the guy who did Anakin's voice and get real the guy who played Anakin. Like, you just get the real guy. Tim but, Allen is considered the real guy who is Buzz Lightyear. Oh, yeah, going He's back to guy. what he said, he, I, don't, I feel like that's why Buzz was barely in Toy Story 4. Because Tim, Tim Allen has more conservative views on life. You yep. see his show, Last Man Standing. That was he's, a whole he's, thing. He is rocking, like, the left, the left, literally in every episode. But, like... Like, who gives... It's Tim Allen. He's Santa Claus. Do you know he was a massive drug dealer before he was famous? I didn't know that. Do you not like Tim Allen? Huh? 
Exactly. Yeah, you got a That's problem. all I know about him. Do you have a problem with Santa Once Claus or Jungle to Jungle? It's home improvement, man. Dude, it's just yeah, from that moment. No, I, I like Santa Claus. Stop. See, Dude, stop. He is, he, he is the co-star, the top-billed co-star of the most successful animated movie franchise of all time. I've got it tattooed on me. Yeah. I so love Buzz Lightyear. <laughs> I just personally think if it's an animated Buzz Lightyear film and I have to watch this trailer now. But it's not animated like, it's animated like the movies were animated. It's, it's that kind of animation. It's CG. It's CGI. Yeah. yeah, get the guy who did David Putty. What's that guy's name? I don't know because he doesn't Patrick matter. Patrick Warburton. But why? Yeah. Because his voice just works so perfectly for Buzz Lightyear. He also, oh, you know who else's voice did too? Tim Allen, because he is Buzz yeah, Lightyear. He is, but, uh, like, who are you going to get? Are we going to get Paul Giamatti to do a, a Woody now? What? Yeah, that's how it sounds. That's what you're saying. That's how it sounds. That Paul Giamatti never played Woody in any rendition. Okay. Well, you're saying he played the TV series. He did I the TV series, Woody. and he did the video games. I am Woody the Cowboy. Yeah. And I want your billions. <laughs> That's actually a really good Paul Giamatti. I, I like Paul Giamatti. Do you know what I watched with him? What? Uh, it was the, the Hangover series. I watched that this weekend. He was in the third one. Was he? Yeah, he I plays know. the... Oh, yeah, he's uh, like a gangster or something? At the end, of the on the rooftop. Yeah, yeah, so I just remember him from Big Fat Liar. Yeah, that was another really good one. They paid I liked him. He was, a, he, was, he was in a really good action movie with um, Clive Owen called The Shooter. I haven't seen that. If you ever get a chance, that watch the shooter. That sounds very familiar. Oh, they just shoot. The whole movie is just people shooting yeah, each other I think the, yeah. with various guns <laughs> yeah. at various, like the whole movie. Yes, yes. There's a, there's a sex scene where it's Clive Owen doing it to Monica Bellucci while bad guys are coming into the room. And whilst they're doing it, he's shooting people. Oh, it's a great Clive movie. Owen's underrated as well. He is, he is. Uh, All right, time to wrap this up. Patrick Warp. Oh, yeah. Unlike Clive Owen. Um, so... All right, we got another good mix, another good mix of topics. We got our cigar topics in, so everyone's happy. Um, again, no offense out there to the people who make punch, but, you know. I like that lighter. You can do better. It's yes, got a cigar holder on top nice of it. Very nice Barley lighter. I need to find out where they made this, because this is, this is excellent. This is a really cool lighter. It's love got the all color. three things. I, I love the, of Iron Man. I love, yeah, I love the Iron Man colors. I really do. It's got a cigar rest. That's right really man. nice. Punch at the bottom, and then lighter, so it's a three-in-one tool. Uh, I, I, actually, yeah, the, the color is really, yeah. like, really, really nice. But, all right, well, thanks, everyone, for watching. Make sure to comment, like, and subscribe. And for the best cigars at the best prices, make sure to check out JR Cigars. <laughs>